0: episode we explore the captivating nature of miracles which have fascinated human imagination for centuries by challenging our perception of reality miracles take various forms ranging from extraordinary healings to subtle guiding moments in life they have been embraced by cultures worldwide often attributed to a higher power or cosmic forces today we'll delve into the definition of miracles questioning whether they suspend natural laws or offer glimpses into a deeper spiritual reality. Our journey includes examining biblical miracles and the wonders of nature from stunning sunsets to the intricate complexities of the human body. We also address skepticism exploring whether miracles could be explained by unknown natural phenomenon or a deep yearning for the extraordinary. So we invite you to open up your hearts and minds as we embark on this fascinating adventure together. Dr. Mark Rivera, thank you for tackling another thought-provoking topic today.
1: I am so glad to be able to join in on this podcast for this session in particular. And I think of all the topics that we've discussed in previous sessions um, or episodes, uh, this one is the one that really really straddles the spiritual and the secular more than any of the others. That's because um, at the audience right now, as we begin this discussion and exploration of miracles, Everyone, and I'm I'm willing to 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 say this emphatically. Everyone listening to us right now has, in some way or another, and at some point in their life journey, has experienced something that is inexplicable, hmm. and they may not attribute it to it as a miracle. They may use other words, but something that um, defies logic, and is something that's so extraordinary that they basically have to be left accepting it even though they still have questions about it. So I think this is one of those subjects. And uh, and I am certain that we will not be able to exhaust everything in in the episode, but hopefully shed some light and and bring some clarity uh, to those listening to us right now. And then also to be able to uh, embrace the reality of miracles. That's part of the journey, the human journey uh, in life uh, that we experience. And it's also transcultural. It happens all over, not just in what they call the civilized world, but also in in what is described as uh, those, um, you know, third world uh, countries and so forth. Um, Miracles are very real. It's part of the human history as you trace um, the history of, of mankind.
0: Yeah, no, that's a very good point to highlight that this is something that, you know, obviously we are going to pull from, you know, biblical references throughout this episode. But the reality is that this is... Something that occurs no matter who you are, where you're from, what your perspective is, what your philosophy is. I mean, even in science, they you know, they Correct. typically would call it a phenomenon or they're still researching it to figure out what the explanation is. There are still things that clearly are observed, which is what science does, right? But they cannot explain it at least from their perspective not yet at least you know, so yeah it's an undeniable event that occurs with like you said whether you call it miracles or not but keeping that in mind maybe we should start with some of the variations of what m- people might call a yeah miracle. yeah and, we, and
1: actually I think we should start in in the non-spiritual definitions or, or words that are used uh, to describe it because um, um, this way it, it captures more of our audience and I couldn't help in preparing for this yeah think about the um, the Apollo 13. Astronauts, and remember mm. that. Remember that that whole story yeah. that happened. I remember uh, seeing it and living through that uh, because you know I was a, I was an adult, and I remember the the nervousness over those um, and actual fear mm. that those astronauts were going to be lost in space, um, never to be seen again because of some. Uh, catastrophic accident that happened with um, with the uh, vehicle mm-hmm. that they were using, the Apollo thirteen. Which interesting, the number thirteen also assigned to that that uh, space voyage. Yeah, the superstition with the number thirteen, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> which had, that also kind of pushes against the concept of, of miracles or informs the, the concept of miracles. Mm. But I remember reading and, and seeing it again outside of religious circles that that what happened there was miraculous. Mm. 'Cause the full expectation was they they went they went down a road they've never been down before, right? The ex the, the fear was that they were not going to bring these astronauts back safely into uh and, uh, and back to to the to the earth and yet really I man it's 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 so simple sometimes too uh, duct tape right yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> the they, whole story yeah I, I mean my experience with it isn't you know from watching the news live when it happened but definitely i saw the movie and i thought that that scene was interesting that they that there was a guy i remember he just poured all this stuff on the table's like this is what they have on the ship what can we make <laughs> with this what can we engineer with this and yeah duct tape was one of the <laughs> yeah that was one of, one the, of the saving things. graces yeah. saving elements i mean
1: talk about uh <laughs> Uh, m- making duct tape a spiritual thing. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about miracles right. because that's exactly what, what happened. They, mm. they and actually that whole event also speaks about the human ingenuity, being able mm. to creatively come up with a solution that's never been approached before, and and, and achieve a milestone that had never been achieved before till this day. It's and and the reason I mentioned that in our opening now is because. In the reading subsequent, because everybody's a scholar after the event happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> the the word miracle, attaching it to that event of Apollo thirteen, has been used so often mm. because it was truly miraculous, unexpected, and really um, it opens the door for us to be able to begin to define what miracles are. Because miracles, as I stated earlier, they're really transcultural; mm-hmm. they happen across, you know. Um, It it doesn't matter your level of education, whether you're a scientist or whether you've never been to school, Um, in fact, whether you believe or not believe uh, in anything, um, miracles are an occurrence um, that have happened in the history of mankind, but what happens Outside of church, in church circles, we kind of define it very quickly. So I want to do that last. Okay. But when you look at some synonyms or some concepts that describe what a miracle is, uh, things like um, uh, a coincidence. Yeah, that's a common one, right? A common, yeah. common one. Use is a coincidence as well. We can't explain it, but it it just so happened that things lined up, and and we have what we have. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes when we can't explain something, we'll subscribe it to, or we say it's mysterious. Is another thing, right? That's true. Yep. Uh, another word that I've heard batted around is uh, weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird because when the human mind cannot comprehend something, we we have this pocket in our in the fragmented mind that we throw everything in there that we cannot explain and really when we when we say something weird for an event that took place uh, we're both, what we we're basically doing is let's take it out of the, the forefront of discussion because we can't explain it yeah and actually when in in the human mind works this way when we cannot explain something it creates fear inside of us mm. that's why darkness is so difficult for some people because when you're in a dark dark room you know you, you you fear overtakes you and actually paralyzes you so the same thing with with miracles uh, can occur. Words like like paranormal is another one. Yeah. Right. That you hear often s- subscribe to or something that's simply a phenomenon. I think that's word you and I mm-hmm. were talking in preparation for this a phenomenon, an event that's there. But we really don't know how it happened or or, you know, or or, you know, or explained the details of how or even replicating what took place. If mm-hmm. you if you look, you and I also talked about this in preparation for. For this particular podcast, you know, where people all of a sudden they're they're dying and they're sick. They've had some surgery or some condition and doctors and medicine and they don't know where it came from, what it is and blah, 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 blah. And the full expectation is that the person is going to pass on. And then all of a sudden the opposite happens.
0: Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. Because we were in preparation for this episode yeah I was doing some research, and there's actually a term for that really It's called um spontaneous remission <laughs> spontaneous really? remission yeah okay. because it's it's it is definitely a rare event, but it's common enough throughout the entire world and throughout human history um, where again, like you said, someone has a terminal illness and literally with zero intervention, medical intervention, like nothing happened and yet for some reason the illness is completely gone. So, regar- again, regardless of your 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 philosophical beliefs, your religious beliefs, these are events that actually happen to the point where they, we have a name for it, spontaneous remission.
1: And, again, science has to have a name for everything, so they put a name <laughs> on that. Instead right. of calling it a miracle, they call it a spontaneous what? They call it a remission. <laughs> spontaneous mission? remission, yeah. And, and everyone in the hearing of our voice right now on this podcast knows of a situation
0: mm-hmm.
1: of a spo- spontaneous remission. That's what it's called. Yes. They know of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, me myself, in, in 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 as a pastor, I've I've visited people in hospital beds. I've actually thought people were going to pass on. Yeah, and yet the next morning you get a call that somehow, some way, the situation turned around, and it cannot be explained. But again, I'll, but but the facts, the reality is there. The person is alive. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, those things do occur again for some reason that we may not be able to even pinpoint in in this podcast. People are fearful or at least have apprehensions of calling it what it is, which is a miracle. Yeah, but I'm, we haven't defined miracle. yet because we just you know say what <laughs> it. for me a, a miracle, and we have other definitions. But for me, my working definition of a miracle is is uh, 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 something that logic cannot explain, but reality cannot deny. Hmm. Makes sense. You know, it's something that logic and the brain and science and reason—yeah—we you know? can't
0: connect the dots, can't right. figure out how or, or why, <laughs> yeah, and
1: much less replicate it, do it mm. again. But the reality is that it occurred, you know. And I've gone again. We have, and we'll go through some of the examples through Scripture because there's some, there are many examples of Scripture. We're not even going to exhaust that list at all. Yeah. But we'll talk about the ones that are most 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 known by the general public. But it's something that you're looking at it, you can't believe it, but you can't deny it. Yep. That's basically what it is. You know, you, you can't believe. And by the way, miracles scream to us at, in, in nature. You mm. know, years ago, we were able to travel down to the Grand Canyon and we did what all other tourists do when you go to that area besides going to, the, to see the Hoover Dam and all of that. Um, we drove to the Arizona side of the, of the, uh, Grand Canyon to be able to see the sunrise. Wow. So we drove all night. We broke night and at four o'clock in the morning, we got to the place and then we see all of a sudden miles away on the other side of the Canyon, we see the, the, all of a sudden the color of the stones and the rocks of the Canyon start to change color because the the first rays Mm. are starting to come out. And we were probably about 150 people there on the, on the, on the rim of the, of the canyon. And we were talking, there was a lot of buzz going on, but the minute that first rays of the sun broke yeah. from the other side, there was silence and, and you can sense and feel and perceive the awe that people were experiencing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm certain that in that group, there were not just clergy people like me and people of faith, <laughs> right? but there right. were people that don't believe in anything, you know, mm. but they had to be impacted. So you cannot escape that reality. Mm. You can't explain it, but the sun came up beautifully and the rocks in the canyon start to start changing color. And that speaks to another thing, too. That It just comes to my mind. That oftentimes we expect miracles to be what we were describing before, someone near death and all of a sudden they come back to life. Mm. But there's there's some micro miracles and things that cannot be, phenomenon that cannot For be sure. explained yeah. that happen almost every day to us, every single day. We just yeah. don't notice them because we, we become used to them.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking the same thing, actually, as you were describing that, that, that beautiful image there of the sun rising over the Grand Canyon. Um, I mean- As you were describing that, I was thinking even just simply our existence here on Earth, you know, like I I get that there is so much to be discovered, you know, in our universe and space and all that stuff. But, you know, as as much as we as much information as we have gathered about our universe, we're, you know, our planet. In and of itself, seems to be this miracle of existence that does not seem to exist anywhere else. I mean, we are we're, we're searching, right? You know, science True. is trying to si- find something, and I don't know, maybe we maybe we will find I don't know a plant or something somewhere, a little microorganism somewhere. But um, we, it almost sounds like you know we can't take for granted the simple fact that every single day the sun rises. We're still orbiting around the sun i mean like you know these are things that just happen in the background in our minds but it kind of is a miracle when you really think about it just like wow at in this huge universe you know what we know so far you know we're part of this humongous galaxy and then there's billions of galaxies you know what i mean we are like a little speck of dust right and and everything that we know about our universe and yet we are here breathing talking having this podcast it's you true. know it's, it's it is amazing when yeah. you think about it, regardless of your your
1: your beliefs yeah you, you can't run from that that right. is not, that's not that isn't even a religious experience it's the reality of creation really exactly. or of existence let I me mean, because, like if I say creation, that also has religious connotations. But of existence, I mean, mathematically speaking, Earth is an impossibility, <laughs> right? Really, right? Yeah. I, I mathematically speaking, life on Earth is an impossibility. Yeah. In fact, even um, uh, mathematically speaking, it's it, 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 the odds are against a child being born or conceived. Much yeah, that's less. true. That's true. Yeah. You know. So when you start thinking along along those lines, that's that isn't religious talk. Yeah. That's simply, if you look at the science and the practical science side of science, not the in-depth science that, you know.
0: It's just statistics. It's the odds. Like you said, even being born, like you beat the odds of like, what, millions to one? <laughs> you know what Correct. I mean? And you're here. Correct. Yeah, that's true. Correct. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. And they were able, even when you think about the, the, the mastery of, of the human body, being able to see. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, the camera industry today has taken its cues from the way the eyeball works. Right, right. And how the the nerve and the optic nerve connects to the brain and you're able to see. I mean, when you think about it, so some of the create, some of the inventions that we have today emerge from miraculous occurrences. Yeah. Or supernatural occurrences uh, even in the human body where the human body is just an incredible machinery that cannot be duplicated. I read one time years ago, it's probably changed now, that in um if they could make a computer that would replicate some of the mobility aspects of the human body, you know, initiated by the brain, mm. just the mobility, being able to walk and, you know, being able to stretch a hand and grasp things, mobility issues. Um, um, you would need a computer the size, this is years ago, the size of the Empire State Building, mm. and you would need all the water of Niagara Falls to be able to cool it. <laughs> it would generate so much heat. And yet, those are supernatural phenomena, miracles that occur on a daily basis. Just the ability for my brain to uh, move the vocal cords in my throat and then work through my the the, the mouth the cavity of my mouth and my tongue and my teeth yeah. to be able to utter words that are then not only that understandable by someone on the other side yep yep
0: and you're still breathing through all of that yes, you know sorry. you're still retaining memories while you're doing that there's so many simultaneous tasks that are happening the thing with the walking too it's funny i saw something recently i think they're called boston dynamics they're creating these amazing robots right. that can walk run do backflips and you know the engineering is is mind blowing i mean they're right. making huge advancements but still it requires so much just for physical mobility and then I saw this video that connected like our brains are so advanced that we have people who can sleepwalk like you are not even conscious right. and you can still walk around, paint the wall, you know, make some cereal and not even be consciously aware right. of the mobility. Like that's how powerful and complex and amazing our, our brains are. And and like you said, to, to your point, connecting it back to phenomena or miracles. Like, how, how do you explain you, that? You cannot. You cannot. <laughs> in those, and that's an example of something I think, like, every day we take for granted. You know, like, it's just automatic. We, we, we're able to walk. If someone pushes us, we know how to automatically counterbalance that. We don't need a thousand gyroscopes in our back. You know Correct. what I mean? Absolutely. Like, the way they do with these robots. You know, so it's... It, um, it's amazing. It's I mean, the human body in and of itself, to your point, yeah, does when
1: you really think about it deeply, it does feel like a phenomena in and of itself. It is, and and oftentimes because we're it happens, we're familiar with our daily functions, right? Mm-hmm. In in our human body, we sometimes overlook the the, the micro miracles that have taken place. Even balancing mm-hmm. yourself, even being, even being being able to. To feel and touched, and then even smelling—if you think about it for a moment, mm. smelling and tasting—how does the brain decipher all of that stuff? <laughs> that's miraculous. It really, computers yeah. cannot. I mean, I know now there's a big push uh, AI and all that's happening. All this artificial intelligence <laughs> thing is going on. Yeah, but they're never, in my opinion, they're never going to be able to really duplicate what we as human beings and in our Mobility in our cognitive world uh, do subconsciously without even like you said some people you know get up and they cook and they some people have conversations with others That's and they're still true. sleeping yeah it's true uh, how does that happen you know no computer can do that it gets confused you have to power on reset it all the time <laughs>
0: because it, yeah. it
1: confuses itself <laughs> turn it off turn it back on <laughs> and, and I think the thrust of what, what I want to accomplish in this podcast is just sh- shed some light to our audience so that you can realize that. The miraculous is closer than what you think. And I'm not, we're not talking about this to point you to God. I mean, that certainly is my ultimate goal. But no, I think, I, I think we, we need to stop and look at, you know, how absolutely fascinating uh, these little miracles are surrounding us all the time, you know, all the time, all the time. You know, we're, we're the the human body is just an extraordinary, uh, uh, you know, a piece of mastery, that really cannot be duplicated at all. It cannot be duplicated. And that's miraculous. That's yeah. truly, truly miraculous. You know, it really is truly miraculous. And, you know, we'll give some examples, of course, biblically, because I, 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 that's where I'm gonna, always going to default to. But friends, you know, you, you're out, even right now, if you're listening to this podcast while you're cooking, even that that you're doing right there is no computer does that cars can do a lot of, cars can only do what the programmers tell it to do right right yeah, yeah. i mean they have cars now that you you can never crash them cuz they 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 switch lanes for you they <laughs> they emergency stop for you yeah. but all that was programmed in not by another computer it was done by the algorithms that a man or a woman created in a in a, in a in a in their computer science lab or whatever and then made it into code and all of a sudden downloaded it into another computer that the that the in this case the the vehicle uh, received yeah. you think about flight mm. the, you know i I've, I've always said you know i never wanted to be an, uh, a test pilot <laughs> to be the first guy that flies a plane Ooh, that has just been created no yeah. <laughs> i could do that maybe with a car right okay. cuz i'm on the ground or yeah, maybe yeah. a boat cuz it's in the water but imagine flying and then somebody the engineer on the radio that's on earth and the command station says oops i forgot to tighten one screw yeah yeah it's it's, it's over for you so i never want to be a, a and it's too late now but i never want to be a, a fl- but even a plane taking off a landing. Mm. That is, unbel- I mean, flying at night. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that that's miraculous that the the human brain can compute all of that yeah. stuff.
0: Even the different, um, the air pressure too because air pressure is different when yes. you're at a different altitude. So to, to manage and those complexities and air pressure too, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing.
1: And you know. that is miraculous. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, it, it's illogical, it's absurd, it's ridiculous, but yet Human creativity and ingenuity can can, you know, delve into that and that and and that all that processes happens inside of our in our skull. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just that's just amazing to me. How does the mind know that? How does the mind recognize? How does the mind formulate speech? How does the mind formulate mobility? How does the mind, you know, forecast for tomorrow? Yeah, because we don't operate instinctively like the animal kingdom does. I, I always use the example, and you know, again, we're still talking about miracles. <laughs> but I always use the example because I was watching the um, the the uh, Animal Channel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nat Geo Wild or whatever it is. The, the wildebeest in Africa, right? Every season, every year, every there's a year. cycle that millions of them cross the Serengeti. All of them. Yeah. They jump in and, you know, the alligators are there, yep. but the instinct drives them to jump in to alligator-infested waters to try and get to the other side. And because there's so many massive numbers of wildebeests, there's a percentage that are killed by the alligators, right? But the largest percentage make it to the other side. every year, mm-hmm. that Migration happens every year. Now, human beings, this is what we would do because those animals operate on the instinct, (laughs) right? right? Instinct. But we operate at a higher level. So yes, the first year... That a tribe of men and women and family and a clan is crossing the Serengeti. Right. We will watch our uncle, our aunt, our mom, our dad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oops, they should have jumped in yet. Just uh, here, right. We will watch that the first year. Yeah, yeah. But I guarantee you that the subsequent migrations, we will develop a way to build a bridge, mm-hmm. to build a ship, yeah. to get to the other side, to develop weapons to kill those alligators. <laughs> crocodiles, They're not even alligators. All- alligators are in Florida, yeah, right? Those are crocodiles. You're too American, Dr. Mark. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know. But uh, uh, the imagination of the mind, yeah. which I believe that's part of the imago Dei, the image of God in, mm. inculcated, put inside of us. That at creation. And I'll stop there because I don't want to stay too much on the religious side. <laughs> We're trying to be very logical now in our discussion. <laughs> but the wildebees, every year, they don't learn the lesson. Yeah. Instinct will do that to you. So yeah. we don't function on the instinct. A part of it we do, but in the totality of our expression, of our actualization as human individuals, human beings, we learn from mistakes and we'll build a bridge. We'll, you know, we'll get a balloon to float us over the Serengeti, all of that stuff, or we'll, we'll build a dam to stop the water from flowing so that the, mm. the crocodiles don't go in there, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll do something. We won't do like the animals that, you know, the wild wildebeest that jump in every, every time. That's miraculous. Mm. That's yeah. miraculous. I mean, yeah. that the human mind can do that, that's inexplicable. Who comes up with those ideas, who, what what animal was able to come up with the, the, the cure for polio, what animal, Mm. you know, no, the human mind, it operates under this realm that we don't understand, which is, I call it miraculous. It's supernatural. It's, it's uh, not coincidental. It is not weird. It's this creative way that we have inside of us that is really, really miraculous. Yeah. Yeah it totally is miraculous.
0: This is good. I think I think we have a really good baseline of what a miracle is or phenomenon, however you want to call it. Uh we, I think we've done a good job defining that and as you, and as our listeners can probably tell we can go on and on with examples because they are so prevalent in everyday life from big extraordinary miracles to the little, you know, Little things that, that we, we take for granted. Can we explore a little bit more the religious context? You know, um, some examples from the Bible, the implications it's had on um, why they happen, perhaps. Um, yeah. And the impact it has had on, on cultures and people.
1: There, there's a, a, an active tension that exists between the community of faith and the community of non-faith. Those that believe and those that don't believe. Miracles, as I stated in my introduction, straddle both those fears, so certainly there's a language and nomenclature in the faith community for miracles. We call them miracles, right? We call them acts of God. Um, in the non-faith traditions, which will be science or even people that just don't believe in, in God, and you know, I'm not pointing a finger, I'm just making an explanation right here. Yeah. The, the, uh, the miracles or those supernatural occurrences, those phenomena occur in that sphere also and i and i want to reiterate that point because obviously it cannot be denied mm-hmm. whether your goal is attributing what has happened to god or it is not you cannot escape the reality that that took place mm-hmm. and that's important so there's that 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 tension between faith and belief and and for i think for uh, people of faith the explanations seem to be um, kind of dull, of course, you know, <laughs> but for people um, that are not of faith or not seeking a spiritual uh, theological uh, definition or understanding of the miraculous. Um, you cannot deny. I just want to throw that up front. You cannot deny that these things do occur and they've probably occurred in your family. They've probably occurred even to you. Uh, you know, where people, back to the story, people had terminal diseases. All of a sudden, they're fine. People were losing their mind. All of a sudden, you know, they're fine. Uh, people were hospitalized, and you do the last rites and ready to turn them over to their the afterlife, and things turn around. Or something like you all of a sudden land a job that there was no way you qualified for, but all of a sudden, the, it seems like uh, the stars lined up, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. are. You're sitting in a place where you shouldn't really be. Uh, because of uh, something miraculous that took place, or what we attribute to coincidence. It just so happened that I went into the interview, and somebody that was there knew my mother, knew my father, knew my sister, my brother, or whatever, or recognized me from somewhere, and so that opened the door. Wow, that's coincidental. Or oh, it just so happened that just as I'm driving down 34th Street here in New York, which is going, it's so impossible to drive, no parking anywhere, and all of a sudden, it just so happened that the person was just getting out at the same time of that parking spot that is mine. Not only that, but they left money in the time in the meter, and I can park absolutely. That's free. a
0: miracle. If you're a New Yorker <laughs> and you drive, you know that's yeah, a miracle. yeah. Nothing speaks more of God than that. Right? <laughs> you have uh, to believe right then and there.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And and so um so there is this tension between the community of faith, which will by the way will always exist because you'll always have people of faith. And you'll always have people that that don't have a faith in deity and God or in, in in theological things. The other thing about tension, there's also, uh, and I'm I want to release this tension, is that the miraculous is transcultural. Mm. It happens in 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 what's called uncivilized societies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, to to you know, I could not find a better word at this point. That might, probably is not even the right word, but. Uh, and in, in civil, it happens in the city. It happens in it happens outside. It happens in in different language cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, miracles do occur. Uh, what's his name? Squire or Rushnell calls it God wings. Right, those things occur. And so, uh, and, and I'm saying all of that in response to your question because friends that are listening to us, you can't run away from the reality of the miraculous. Mm. Period. Yeah. Whether it's to drive you to God or not to God they happen. They happen, yeah. And they've been happening, they are happening, and they will continue to happen moving forward. So now I'm thinking how
0: God specifically used miracles in the Bible. Some examples, like, you know, the most obvious ones I can think of, parting of the Red Sea, you know, things like that. Um, I'm trying to put myself in the seat of someone who's a skeptic, right? We don't see miracles like that anymore. And for those who might look at that as the benchmark of what a miracle is. How, how can we help them wrap their mind around this whole idea of how miracles function? I mean, I know we've we've done a ton of great examples of everyday stuff, but if they're kind of stuck, if someone is stuck on this idea of like, we don't see Jesus walking on water anymore. We don't see, right, right. you know, uh, uh, Jesus turning wa- you know water into wine or anything like that. We don't see these very extraordinary, like almost magical type of miracles. Can you help some of our listeners, you know, uh, help process that a little bit better.
1: I think, uh, and I can't wait to get to the examples. I honestly can't wait, the biblical examples. Um, But there's another tension I think that we need to kind of address um, with regard to what you're asking right now. And that is there's this human desire across the board, transcultural again, and religious, irreligious. There's this human element in us that we want to try and to use the word and phrases you just used a few moments ago, Wrap our mind around it. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to suggest to our friends that in the miraculous, the very fact that it's miraculous means you'll never understand. Yeah, very good point. So, <laughs> That's
0: kind of what makes it a miracle, right? Correct,
1: right, right, right. And, and I like one of my friends, one of my pastor friends says, oh, that is not a miracle. That's just what God does. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> He coins it that way. Um, But I think we need to get to a personal place where we realize that there are going to be some unknowables in our life. Now, the human, natural human inclination is to try and understand, to try, to use your word, wrap our mind around it. But there's so many things in life that we cannot wrap our mind around. But yet some people will continue down this quest. And here's the conclusion. What they do is because I don't understand it, then it cannot be. Mm. And I, I want to stop short for our friends of don't go there yet. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that it isn't. And in order for us to move forward and just embrace something we don't understand, there needs to be a, a level of trust. Now, for a Christian or a person of faith, it's trust in God that ultimately it will be resolved. Uh, and or Not resolved, but you'll be able to understand. But also a trust that, although I don't understand, for those that are not really just listening to us, there will be a moment when, even though it's still unknowable, but it's going to be okay because wh- here's what happens: as human beings, we focus so much on trying to have the solution, on trying to wrap our brains around something that everything else pales in comparison to be able to live a full life because we're focused on that, and then we attribute it to conspiracy or to something else. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's interesting that yeah. you say that because it's almost like you know the 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 basis for some of these conspiracies. Can be so weak, and yet we're so quick to adopt them as as no, that must be that must be the the answer. Yeah, must be the answer. Yeah,
1: because we have this thing that we need to understand. And there's so many things. You you look at the the not the Apollo. It was the Apollo actually. Also the moon, the lunar landing. Till this day. Yeah, there's people who debate it. Yeah, (laughs) they they think it's conspiracy. They did it in a in a in a Universal Studio (laughs) place. Yeah. Right. Mm And yeah, I guess it's possible, but many that fall under that, like I, 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 again, that was 1969. I was a youngster there. I remember watching it on black and white TV when when they landed on the moon. Mm -hmm. And I don't think back then they had the the advanced technology to be able to fake it. Mm -hmm. So I either have a choice to subscribe to it didn't really happen and it was a conspiracy or to trust because I really, I lose nothing on that lunar landing to believe it or not believe it. True. That's another good point. It too. doesn't make me a better person if I believe it. It doesn't make me a better person if I don't believe it. Right. right? So you have to trust at that point. And we have this uh, as a human creation. We have this problem, not a problem. We have this element that speaks to us of having wanting to know. You, you look at a, a you crossing the intersection. And all of a sudden the people are starting to look up. Right. <laughs> what 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 am I at? What what do people do?
0: Yeah, no, you're right. In New York City, yeah, someone's we, looking up, and if they have like a confused look on their face, everybody else is gonna be. Oh, what are they looking at? Exactly. And you start looking up. Yeah, we, we need to know, <laughs> and
1: why? Why? Because it's this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost comical, really. Yeah. Probably the comedians listening to us will make this part of their routine. Uh-huh. But it's almost comical that we have this quest to not only know but to understand. Yeah and there's so many things i don't know how penicillin works mm-hmm. i just know it works i you don't know how anti- works, yeah. yeah i don't know how antibiotics work mm-hmm. i don't know how they work Mm-hmm. But I trust that they do. I don't know how my body breaks down the wonderful food that we, the wonderful dinner that we have. Mm-hmm. It goes in as whatever it's going to be—steak and potatoes and vegetables. Don't and tell us how it comes out. Don't tell us. <laughs> no, I, wanted it, I wanted to leave it to the imagination. <laughs>
0: uh, we know it's a miracle. Yeah, it's we a know, miracle. miraculous. <laughs> we know digestion's
1: a miracle. Okay. Oh man. But we we have this quest for for know- which, by the way, that quest for knowing is ver- is it's good. It's what makes us be yeah, creative so, yeah. and and you know and ingenuity kicks in there as well. Creativity. And it's biblical too. I mean, yeah. it's kind of
0: the name of our, of our podcast, you know, seek and you shall find, find it's in the Bible. You know? Yeah.
1: But in that find, there's going to be some things that are, that are unknowable. Yeah. And, and, and i want to add one, one other thing to that. It is only the mature person that can live their life with unanswered questions on their shoulders. Mm. Yeah. I want our audience to think about that for a minute. It takes a very mature person to be able to not know the answer to some calamity, something that happened, some injury that you carry, not know why it took place. Why did they treat me this way? Why did so-and-so go on, you know, pass away at when they did and how they did? It takes a mature person to realize I'm never going to know that answer, but I need to continue living. It takes a mature person. So I say that only to, you know, to, to, to guide our, our audience to a place of maturation and growth. Um, uh, and I don't do that in a way that's hierarchical looking down to anyone at, at all. Cause that's what I've journeyed through as well. I had to realize in my life that there's going to be things that cannot be explained and, 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 or nor understood. So that's important. Now to get to some of the examples, I think a great example, you, you mentioned the parting of the waters. That's a great example, right? Mm. And, and how it happened. Yeah. Moses. Yep. It's incredible. Everybody's seen the Ten Commandments. And if you haven't, <laughs> after the podcast, go go watch it, right? Because it's, it's, it's just amazing. Mm. And some will walk away and say, that can't happen. It's impossible, of course. <laughs> right. And some will say, wow, that was an incredible feat, right, that took place. Um, but if you look at even, even Christmas, mm. the Immaculate Conception, yeah, how is that? Po- that's totally can't explain scientifically that. illogical. Yeah, can't explain it. Yeah. Illogical. Mm. Illogical. But let's stay on on Jesus for a moment, right? Not only his miraculous birth is called the Immaculate Conception, right? But also the resurrection. Mm. Yeah. I mean, proof that he was dead and then proof that he is no longer in the grave. Mm. And some people will say, oh, no, that's debatable. No, unless you're leaning toward conspiracy theories, the resurrection is the most easily explained biblical phenomenon, biblical miracle. Mm. It really is. The ascension is another one that's simple to explain when he it says in scripture that after he died, right? He was buried and the, and then he resurrected and then he ascended. Mm. But for me the miracle of the ascension is preceded by the 40 days when the resurrected but yet not yet ascended Jesus was still moving around on earth.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And some people say, "Well, that really didn't happen." Well, I don't know. He had breakfast he made breakfast with the disciples. And the no. book of, and for the believers that are listening right now, or those that are navigating through whether they believe or not believe, I mean that's clear. For forty days, the re- resurrected, not yet ascended Jesus was ministering to, and teaching. It yeah. says and teaching, and then it, the, the estimates say that about it was probably over five or six hundred people that actually saw him ascend into heaven. I was going to say I know I don't know the number off the top of my head at all,
0: but I know there are many manuscripts of the eyewitnesses who who saw Jesus after he resurrected. Basically, the only thing a skeptic can say is that those eyewitnesses were lying.
1: That's the, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's that, that yeah. much of Conspiracy. Evidence. Yeah, exactly. It's conspiracy because that's where we, we we have this box where we throw everything there and it's it's all conspiracy. But no, not all of it is conspiracy and especially that. So the resurrection is another one. The ascension is another one mm. that is truly miraculous. How do we explain that? Now, if you look at uh, another one like Peter walking on water. Mm. I mean, those scientifically minded listeners right now, you know mm-hmm. that H2O does not contain enough matter to sustain the weight of a, of a man. Yeah. Yep. Right? If you If you do the analysis, the square inches on the bottom of the foot of someone is not enough to be able... Water does not contain enough mass mm-hmm. to be able to hold up that foot, to hold up that ankle, to hold up that knee, to hold up that hip, to hold up <laughs> the torso, to hold up that body in the water. Yeah. yeah. Right? But Peter... Walked on water. Mm. Now, again, there you have to either, well, how and s- spend your life trying to figure out how or trust that it took place. Another one that I have is um, Moses and the burning bush. Mm. Now, the the people that are listening to us that are agriculturists, not to say farmers, <laughs> <laughs> or live in the country, you th- plants don't have vocal cords. Mm. And yet the burning bush, not only was it burning and not consuming, but then they, there was a voice that was heard. Mm. Right? Right. And take off your sandals you know the, the place you you' you're, you're walking on is, is holy ground mm. right it tells him so that's another miracle complete fantastic the o- the one that I, I I love only because when I get to that, that's why we need an eternity and this is me I'm speaking in my limited <laughs> foolish human thinking <laughs> that that is going to be this way heavens not going to be like this but but for me my goodness I can't wait to hear the explanation from Joshua how was he able to tell the son to stand still Joshua chapter 10. Right and the moon to stand still also so that he can have an additional twenty four hours to fight this battle. That's I mean, a crazy one, yeah. That, but yeah. you know, in reality, that's what miracles are—they're crazy, they're yeah. absurd, yeah, they're ludicrous, yeah. weird, they're all, weird. We weird. said that in the
0: beginning, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't make sense,
1: yeah. right? But yet, that's another miracle that 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 I love to talk about there too. And and while we're talking about that kind of stuff of the voice being <laughs> mm. in a in a plan, the the mule of uh the mule of uh, Balaam mm. in in Numbers chapter twenty two. Where it says that the mule, I don't want to say the word that something people yeah, right, yeah. let's say mule donkey, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So the the mule donkey of, of Balaam spoke to him mm. and told him, "Why are you beating me?" <laughs> <laughs> I think I would drop dead right there, you know. Right. Imagine that you're walking around with Sparky, your dog, and, you're, and Sparky, your dog turns around and says, "See, what are you? Why are you doing this? I don't want to go to the do number two over here. Take me on the <laughs> other side. Why don't we go to the to the, to the dog park? Yeah. The the." The animal spoke to him. Why yeah. are you beating me? Mm-hmm. You know why? And and then the the real crazy stuff, which is also miraculous, is that Balaam answered him back and started yeah. a conversation with him. I mean, if the donkey was crazy, Balaam was even crazier. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's leave that there. Let's leave the <laughs> comical observations there. The the point here is, and there's a slew of miracles. You know, Jesus, um, the the bread and the fish, and he fed thousands in the New, in the New Testament, right? Uh, the, the tremendously miraculous. Saul on his, on the road to Damascus, the book of Acts, and there there he has an epiphany, the uh, the apparition, I think is the word, mm. of of a, yes. of a heavenly host. Yeah, a vision. Yeah, yeah. A vision, and knocked him off the horse, and then changes his name and changes the course of his life. Yeah. Now many can debate that, but you know what I, I've discovered to humanity, people will debate everything, even when they see that it's crystal clear. They'll still debate whether it really happened, especially if it didn't happen to them, if especially if it's a good thing. But anyway, so so that's another one that we have. I mean there's there's many, 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 many examples um that are in scripture um of miracles. And miracles is simply something that God does. He just does. And 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 you know we even have stories here in, in the church and friends and people that we know that experienced uh, the miraculous of some somebody having a conversation. I have, remember a friend of mine a well-known pastor that when he was young, walking down the street uh, with his then, today is his wife, but back then was his girlfriend. And all of a sudden, some lady walks behind them and tells them a word about their future. And then they keep on walking. Then they turn around and the person had disappeared, the woman that told them that. Wow. And that was when they were youngsters. And then fast forward to today, and they have a thriving, growing ministry, international reputation, incredible stuff that was really spoken by I want to believe it was a person, but and then the other thing is that they went looking for the person; they couldn't find them at all. So, and some people right now they say, "Yeah, yeah, that's right." That that, you know, how much were they were drinking, what they were doing, because we that's where we go to. We want to sweep it under the
0: carpet. But 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 it also sounds like it was a milestone moment for them, and their life is an example of the result of that moment. Like, should they try to convince other people? Who are just just not believing that that actually happened? Oh no, no that was that was just a random person, That's a coincidence, right? Like that would dismiss it. Like, does it even matter to kind of have that I don't debate? Think it would
1: matter, even if somebody dismisses it, it still happened to you, right? Now, right. A few weeks ago, I was traveling with a couple, and they, and I, they told me a story I had never heard of before from them. I know them since they were very very little, and he says the story of um uh, he was uh, as a youngster as a, a teenager crossing this very big street in, in uh, Queens. Uh, mm. uh, I think it was Queens Boulevard, a very large boulevard. Yeah, it's like yeah, Very five wide, yeah. In, <laughs> fact, in fact, many, many deaths happen there unless you coordinate the time to cross it because it's, uh, it's a, a, a dangerous road here in the city and particularly in Queens. And he was running across that road. It's like at least, I would say, eight eight lanes or something like that. And it's not even a highway. It's just a street, yeah, an avenue. And, um, and as he was crossing the street, he tripped. Yeah. And he fell and then the light changed and he saw a car coming so quickly toward him. There was nothing he could do. He tells me that he even saw the look in the driver's face because the driver was going to run right over him mm. and kill him. Mm. He said that he felt something take him and pull him and put him on the sidewalk. Wow. Right? Wow. And the car you know just missed him. But the more miraculous thing, because talk about witnesses, his sister who was at the sidewalk waiting for him to be hit. Mm. Saw when something grabbed him on the shoulders and pulled him off the sidewalk, off the wow. asphalt, wow. and laid him onto the on, on the sidewalk, or took him off the street and laid him on, the, on the, and saved his life. She saw that he did not see that. He just felt that something was tugging on him and pulling him onto the away. Now, again, listeners, yeah, you have every right to punch holes in that story, mm. but to your point, Matthew. To him it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Cuz he, he knows p- what what he experienced. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. He knew what he went through. And th- there's a good story in scripture when the the Lord performs a miracle and they're trying to question the guy that received the miracle and he says to the people, "Look, I don't know who he is," meaning Jesus. Mm. I don't I don't know where he comes from, where he's going, what his theology, what church he goes to. I don't even know what faith he. Is. You know, I'm m- breaking into the current current conversation vernacular. Mm-hmm. He says, "I just know that I was blind and now I see. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think we need to get to that place as those that are the recipients of the miraculous. You don't need to believe it. Mm. But I know what I went through. Mm. And you know, I have a personal, my personal story with asthma, right? I grew up in the, in the lower part of Manhattan. And during that time, they used to paint the bridges with lead paint. And I remember we lived right under the, one of the bridges and uh, I ended up having asthma so severe that I had to be hospitalized for it. And I remember my mom took me everywhere to try to get remedies, you know, from all sorts of things, uh, regular uh, uh, conventional science and non-conventional science as well. <laughs> I remember as a child, I was—I must have been like eight years old. I remember being hospitalized for my asthma.
0: Yeah.
1: But I also remember, and this, right now I'm saying this, it doesn't matter whether my, the audience believes it or not, because this is the story. I lived this. There's nothing you can do to holes in it for me. It happened. It happened. And also it's personal. So I'm sharing personal stuff. And I remember going to sleep, hardly being able to breathe, but waking up in the morning completely healed. And right now I'm no longer 10 years old. I'm a lot older than that right now. (laughs) And I have never, ever, ever suffered from asthma again. Wow. Now that's a miracle. Yeah. That was a medical treatment, but that was also to your point uh, that it's personal Mm. That, that is personal to me. It says no, no amount of debate can change the story because the evidence is clear. Your logic may not be able to wrap itself around what I just explained to you, but the reality here I am with clear lungs and it's been decades since that took place. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I think that um, you know, that's an important thing to see. So in scripture, you're going to find things that are going to leave you in awe. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, That doesn't mean there was a divine intervention. And by the way, isn't that what you, my friends, are looking for in life? Yeah. So I always say, why do people go to church, for example?
0: Mm.
1: Why do people go to church? It really isn't the music. It isn't really the wonderful sneakers that the pastor has on <laughs> and the latest yeah. jacket. It, it really isn't about that. It really isn't about the, the wonderful rhetoric and the way that they, they talk. Yeah. It isn't about the donuts and the coffees that are served. <laughs> mm. People go to a place of worship to experience something bigger than themselves. Yeah, that's what it is. It's true. To yeah. walk out of there and say, "I felt something. I I, I sensed something wooing me. Mm-hmm. I sensed something bringing balance." <clears throat> excuse me, into my life, and that is miraculous. Yeah, even the act of a loving God extending Himself toward us, even when we don't believe in Him. That is purely, purely miraculous. And then what happens, it becomes so transformative that that's a pivot point in your life where the, the rest of your life from that point forward takes a different track altogether.
0: Wow. I mean, those those stories that you mentioned, it's like, uh, you, <laughs> to go back to my phrase from earlier, you really can't wrap your mind around those things, but
1: they definitely happened. You know what I thought was fascinating, too, because we're running out of time. And yeah, at we're at the tail end here. Yeah, yep. but... Because um, you had mentioned it to me before this this whole idea of near ending,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, near uh, near death experience, NDEs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that
1: that's so fascinating to yeah, me yeah. too.
0: That people, um, yeah, they'll, they'll they'll either be clinically dead for a moment or two, or you know, minutes or however long, and they come back to life, and it they it's like during that, I guess, time of limbo there of lifelessness, they've experienced like this existential thing of like, wow, I saw this, I saw that, I experienced this spiritual thing and they come back like completely transformed. And and now that we are at the tail end of this, I mean, can, can we just, you know, before we close out, just touch a little bit more on just like kind of the byproducts of, of these miracle experiences that people have and and the impact, the significance it has, the meaning behind them, you know, what oftentimes we walk away with when we do experience something like a near death experience.
1: I think I honestly, this is the default, default setting that I have with regard to the miraculous and that is really God getting your attention because, you know, it, it has to be that because the logic hasn't worked Um, on the, the, the invitations to go here and there, the, uh, the eloquent wording hasn't worked. The wonderful music hasn't worked and God all of a sudden wants to get your attention. Mm. I think about, believe it or not, the dog whisperer, (laughs) you know, when the dog's going crazy and biting everybody, all of a sudden he just jabs him with his hand, not to hurt him, just to stop him for a moment. Like a little stun. Yeah. Yeah. It stopped the brain from going where it's going and the, and then the animal has to, to, and the dog has to then pay attention. Oftentimes in life, we get those moments that to stop us dead on our tracks to pay attention,
0: mm.
1: and and it's really a crossroads. We have a a, a moment, an intersection where we stop and say, "Hmm, that was interesting. That was a phenomenon. That was a coincidence." Yeah, <laughs> you know, we don't attribute it to miracles, and then we continue living the way we're living, or we say there's something about this. Mm-hmm. There's something to this. The, I think the Apostle Paul on on the road to Damascus, he needed to have. Uh, an epiphany like that stopped dead on his tracks Mm. to then get his attention because there was a greater plan. And I, I I really believe that those miraculous occurrences, you cannot have a near death experience, for example, without being changed somehow Mm. deep down inside, your priorities have to shift. You have to ask yourself, why did you do this? Why did this happen? What is the purpose? And I believe as God allows those things so that we, so that to get our attention, yeah, to look at the things that we don't know will remain unknowable, but are definitely real. And, and in our lives so that then we can make the right, to, you know, we, we look like the, we, we die looking like our decisions, mm-hmm. right? Born looking like wow. our parents, but we die look, uh, look, uh, looking like our decisions. And God gets our attention so that then we can focus from that point forward on what truly is value in our life. And that is, I believe, it's a relation, a connection with Him, that is expressed through religion. That's how it's done, right? Um, but more important than religion, it's this um, uh, attention to Him, integrating Him, integrating God into your life. And I'm, I'm sorry, I used the word Him also because inter- integrating this, this cosmic God, mm-hmm. eternally living, uh, into my life, so that my life now can have true value, can have purpose, and can then evolve into the potential that, it has inside, that has been wired inside of my life. I believe that's why the miraculous happens. And some might say that, yeah, but I, I've never experienced a miracle. I, I beg to differ based on this episode. Hmm. You're missing out those small little things that God has been trying to get your attention throughout your life that you thought was just coincidence, that, thought, that you thought it was just because you're smart, it's, you thought because you were clever. No, God along the way has put signs, has put things to get your attention so that you can find your path of value, find your path of purpose, find your path of potential in your life so that you can change, be transformed and evolve into what he created you to be.
0: Wow, Dr. Mark, that was, I think, a perfect way to conclude this episode. I don't think there's anything else I can contribute to uh, to add more significance to this whole concept of, of miracles and the impacts they have and, and how it can help guide us. Thank you again so much for uh, being willing to tackle some of these uh, complex topics that we've been, been tackling here. Uh, as our listeners know, we try to keep in mind what's trending online, what people are searching for, a lot of common questions revolving around faith. And and this was definitely one of the more popular ones that were out there. Um, So we hope that our listeners found this very enriching, thought-provoking, and we hope that they keep their minds and hearts open to the everyday miracles that they may not have even acknowledged or seen around them. Any other final thoughts before we officially...
1: Concluded. I would love to hear the feedback from, and, and, and they can do that, right? There's a yeah, way yeah, that yeah. they can reach out to on us. your website,
0: yeah, drmarkrivera.com. Uh, uh, dot com. Um, the, That's Dr. Mark Wiedecki, Mark Mark Wittese, I should say. Um, yeah, they can leave comments there and let us know. We, yeah, we would hope to hear from you guys. Definitely let us know what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah, because I'm very interested in responding to the the you know the inquiries of people. Yeah, on and your so Facebook page too, Dr. Mark Rivera. That's your true. Facebook page they can comment there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great to hear some feedback and, and when I, when I, and I, and this is the way I function too. The feedback that I look for is not just, Oh, wonderful. Great. Yeah. Those are good to hear, mm-hmm. but also those that, you know, this brought light to me or this created some confusion for me because I think it helps us also to shape the future episodes. And it's, it isn't just about trying to have a conversation about things that we, I mean, there's so many things that I, that I, we can talk about, but it's not about talk it's about Having a time that's transformative for those that listen to us. That's, that's, what I, that's what this is all about. That's what Seek and Find is all about. Something transformative. Answering those big questions in your life uh, that will allow you to find meaning and purpose and potential, as I said before, so that you can live that out in wherever you are in your station in life. But thank you so much for joining us, Matthew. Thank you for, for producing this, this uh, episode as well.